the end of the Six Nations, I look forward to the World Cup and WXV in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. We'll hear from Warren Gatland and his Rugby World Cup extended squad shortly. But last weekend saw the end of the women's Six Nations, a great win for Wales out in Italy. Three wins in all and comfortably qualifying for the WXV top tier. The tournament which will be such an exciting new development for women's rugby later in the year. So, plenty for Wales coach Johan Cunningham to celebrate as he looks forward. That's awesome. I think it's great you know, to accelerate the growth and development of, of women's rugby is outstanding. Uh, not only from a playing point of view, but growing coaching, S&C staff, support staff, growing the whole of exposure, sponsors. I think it's awesome. I think uh, the game will accelerate quickly over the next few years. And it's exciting to be part of it. For us as a national team, we want, we want to jump on that and make sure that we can accelerate as quickly as we can as well. If you're going to build on the second half against France and the first 30 minutes against England, how important is it that you are in that top level for the next two years? I think it's really important that the Wales are in the you know the top table of world rugby. I think that, that shows progress. It shows that's where we want to live and, and be at that level. You know, the more we get exposed to playing the Black Ferns, the Wallaroos, Canada, France, the better we can learn from every game. And and like I said, the more exposure our players get to that, that type of playing caliber and different athletes and different styles of playing is only going to make us better as we prepare for. You know the next World Cup, but also you know the World Cup after that. It's important that we that we get exposed to that. Three wins, a great success uh, for us. But there's also been success as far as I'm concerned. I think we've grown grown as a group. We've shown change and development in the way we play. You know, we set out to score more tries. I think we've done that. We score more tries. We changed having learned off the World Cup talent to the group. So that's progress. Got a new captain. That's development as well. Those small steps are important as well as getting the victories. Um, but to back up last year's Six Nations, you know, where we beat Ireland home, beat Scotland away, I think that's progress for us as a group, backing that up. But also, if you break it right down and you look at the detail, I think the way we played against England in the first 30 minutes, that's massive progress for us. The way we played second half against France, I think that's huge progress. You know, the way we play, uh, we've changed slightly to uh, how we want to attack. I think that that's progress. And that's something that we'll continue to evolve our game as we head towards that WXV tournament. After the World Cup, we reviewed and said we've got to hold on to the ball a lot more in phases. You know, we defended so much in the World Cup. Our possession stats were really low. When we did have the ball, we gave it back early in, in attacking sets. You know, I think we've shown massive progress in our attacking style, you know, we went 23 phases to score against Scotland. You know, that never happened last year. So that's huge progress for us. We're going through multi-phase, uh, which is pleasing. You know, our pack is um, dominating physical development. Look at Cecilia, how, how she's progressed. George has been, you know, consistently one of the best players in the competition, as far as I'm concerned, as well as uh, Beth Lewis. So, you know, I think there's massive positives there for us that can hold us in good and give us a good platform moving forward. And in terms of the attack, how would you sum up how the attack has changed? Well, yeah, there was two main things we wanted to improve on was to flatten up our attack. I think we've done that. We're playing a lot closer to the defensive line. So the challenges that comes with that is you have to improve your skill set because there's less time on the ball. 
and also score in 20 points. You've got to score 20 points to give you a chance to win a test match. We're averaging 20 points a game now, which is good, where previously we were averaging 12. So that's great progress for us, and we're pleased by that. Indeed. A view backed up by captain Hannah Jones, who was pleased to see some more attacking play. Obviously, from the World Cup, we've had a new backs coach, Sean O'Connor, coming in. Our thoughts there is to play flat again when we've got momentum. We were quite deep in the World Cup, so to play on top and have that mindset in score zone. Obviously, we're looking for more opportunities to score tries uh, and finish them off because we were creating things but not finishing them. So that's probably the main key area. I've seen a massive improvement. Um, obviously, the, the props of the top try scorers, yes, that's definitely flipped something in our minds to make sure we score those tries. What do you think we can expect from Wales by the time we get to WXV? You know, will you be fitter, stronger, even more skillful than we've seen this Six Nations? Yeah, definitely. You'd hope with more time together and more players contacted that naturally develops and having the time to get to know your players on and off the field definitely helps. So, yeah. To build on the things that have been going well in the Six Nations, how important is it to have that two-year period where... You're playing against teams that in the past you've struggled against and the level you're trying to get up to. Yeah, definitely. You know, if you want to be the best, you've got to play the best. So we're going to be out of our comfort zones playing these teams, but it's the only way we're going to learn and we've got to learn fast. Prop Cecilia Tupolotto is on the official shortlist as one of the players of the tournament. But as we heard, one of the other players who must have also been considered is second row Georgia Evans, who had an excellent Six Nations. So what did she put that down to? Had a, a good run of games for club, which has really helped. But obviously coming off the back of last year's Six Nations, I wasn't involved. So I knew that um, it gave me a bit of fire in my belly. I knew I had to perform to be able to make the match day 23, let alone a starting shot. So that really uh, motivated me. Coming back in after like I said, a good string with club really, really helped with my performance, my fitness, with all those little things. Um, and then just hit the ground running with the girls again. Like we've had some consistency within the forward pack, which has really helped myself and others really embed how we want to play and express ourselves. And I think the confidence from the coaches to us has really helped us really progress. Yeah, being Wales is perfect. And you must fancy yourself to take up on any team up front now, considering how you're all going. Yeah, I think we speak about it week in, week out as a forward pack when we get things right you know we're up there with some of the best packs in the world we're competing against England and and France and we're really taking it to them and I think we pride ourselves on that no team the likes of France and England don't like playing with slow slow ball so that was a big part of our game plan that second half was to try and you know kill some of their momentum which in turn gave us um, the momentum back so I think it's really important for us to just look at those momentum shifts and what we can do and when we can do them and turn them a little bit quicker on, on our side. It's the overall performance again, it all comes down to, but as a full pack, like you said, it, it's a great time and it's a great time to be second row behind the likes of Cecilia and, and Kelsey and Granny who are doing absolutely outstanding. So yeah, really, really proud of how we've gone. We know that it's not perfect. We know we've got a lot more to go, but when we can go toe to toe with the likes of England and France, we can take real confidence from that and, and be really happy with our performances. And it's going to get even more competitive when you've got Natalia back from yeah. Henrik when Alicia Butcher's back in there as well. I mean, it's, it's a great place to, to have some much competition to get in Wales's forwards. Uh, it's crazy to think about how much strength and depth we actually do have. We've like I said a number of those guys are out injured at the moment, but when they come back in, it just means that we're going to have to compete a little bit harder for those shirts, which is only going to make us better as a squad, make us better as players, because healthy competition is always what we want. And, you know, putting our best 23 out there, knowing that we've still got better people in the wings waiting to come back is, is really exciting for us as a squad. I was just interested in what you were saying about 
picking those moments. You're right, the try probably just before half time by England and then the way Wales came out in the second half, right at the beginning of the second half in France. What do you do to sort of recognise those moments and focus on the positive ones and try not to give away tries like that England one? It's recognising the moments as a collective. It's trying to bring the energy when you're in a crowd such as the France one. It's loud, it's aggressive, your back's against the wall. So it's about having those leaders step up and as a collective, making sure that we're all on the same page. You know, we've got a call if we want to try and calm the situation down, potentially try and go back to our basics. It's really about getting behind those leaders and, and kind of leading by example in that sense, trying to turn that momentum. Again, it's celebrating those small wins that if we get a turnover, if we force a knock on, we can use them to create our momentum and then set our platform. We try not to do too many negative on a negative. So if that is the case, how do we turn that back and and make a positive out of it? So yeah, it's about recognising their moments earlier. I think we've really worked on on that as a group and as individuals and who's going to be that person to put their hand up and change the momentum and, and give us that positive push forward. You've got to look at it as a collective campaign. Um, there is positives to come out of every single game that we've played. And there's definitely work on even, you know, the, the good win against Ireland at the beginning. There's there's still loads of things that we can take from that and work on. I think overall you have to look at the campaign and, and individual games to see how far we've come as a group, as a collective. And again, the strength and depth of our squad and, and how we're growing. The chance to go to mix it with the big fish. But that's <laughs> the only way you're going to get better, isn't it? Is by playing against those teams regularly. Yeah, 100%. And I think we pride ourselves in this campaign. We've showed that we can go toe-to-toe with them for parts of the games. So the only way, like you said, the only way we're going to get better is by competing with with the top ones in the world. So we take loads of pride in ourselves when we go against them and loads of confidence from this campaign. I know that we'll relish the challenge. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. They certainly will. Onwards and upwards for Wales women. For the Wales men, well, maybe a bit of a hill to climb after their Six Nations campaign. But Wales coach Warren Gatland is confident he'll see a big improvement from his World Cup squad. He explained the thinking behind his selections. We've gone for a bigger squad than we normally would. We've got a number of players that are carrying injuries at the moment and when players are going to become available to us. The regions are all sort of finished now. We've got still got players that are continuing to play outside of Wales. So the reasons behind that is a couple really in, in terms of in previous World Cups we've picked up a number of injuries towards the end of the tournament, quarterfinals and semi-finals so it gives uh, this group of players an opportunity to come in for the first five weeks and condition sort of the main focus for that first uh, period. We will reduce the squad uh, down probably to about 45 for Switzerland and then probably reduce it again when we go the second camp to Turkey and there's a good opportunity for you know a number of new players in Wales to come in and impress the coaching staff and, and make an impact and, you know, particularly in that first uh, part of the, uh, the, the preparation. Um, we think there's a little bit of jeopardy in terms of us reducing the sides of the squad as we go on. You know, it's a great great chance for, like I said, for, for players to, to make an impact. Thomas Francis was drafted in without a lot of people knowing about him and his eligibility back in 2015. What can you tell us about Henry Thomas? Look, he's in, he's been in Montpellier. He was involved last year in, in terms of them winning the, the top 14 over there. 
He's someone that we'd spoken to a number of years ago about his um, availability. And we just think with that experience, uh, he brings something a little bit different. And again, that competition for place. And particularly, I think for us, probably the biggest focus you know, is, is on our type five. Uh, we're looking at uh, having players that give us that athleticism, that mobility. We, we feel that that's a, a big area that we need to improve on our game and we think there's a lot of competition in that area and a chance for players to impress you know, when we do come into camp. Is that an area of concern given that Cody Domachowski is and coming, Kenzie Mathias and Kieran Aserati? Are you worried about that position? The, a tight five is a, an area that we need to you know, definitely improve and looking at the age profile of some of those youngsters coming in, the sort of mid-twenties, we think that there's a, there's a good chance for them to, to make an impression and be around for a number of years. We've been you know, impressed with the way that those two props of scrummage in particular for Cardiff, you know, the, the sale game, uh, they thought they were good against the Ospreys and we feel like they're at the right age, they've been around for, for a few years, they're in the mid-twenties and, and there's that chance for them to, to continue to d- develop and we see some real growth in them. Hopefully we'll see that in the first part of this campaign and, and hopefully in the future. Will Rawlins is in, Joe Hawkins is in. There was a lot of uncertainty surrounding their eligibility given the 25 cap rule and so on. C- can you clear that up? And is Joe Hawkins absent because of that? Well, I've been... had... Uh, from the PRB in terms of what's been said to me about um, eligibility and uh, they've said that Will Rollins is eligible, he's still with the Dragons until the end of the year, he may get a couple more games which would then make him eligible from from the point of the, the 25 cap rule, he's had 23 caps and at this stage you know, we've been told by PRB that Joe isn't available to us. How disappointing is that? I remember speaking to you when this has happened before regarding Reese Webb in the past and history is repeating itself. Yeah, look, he's, he's made a decision to go to Exeter. I've spoken to him a couple of times, uh, two or three times. You know, we said we thought that um, he was a big part of our future in terms of you know, definitely being part of 23s going forward, whether it was in the midfield or potentially at 10. I mean, like, we are disappointed that he's made that decision. He, he feels at the moment that the decision to go and play club rugby in England will be good for his development um, at Exeter. And look, I've got to respect that decision, but I know from a coaching perspective and a coaching team, you know, we're disappointed to lose someone of his potential and his talent, uh, you know, at least for the next few years. And he was aware of, of that situation himself personally? Yeah, I think that he felt that he was you know, potentially undervalued a little bit. He's been offered a pretty significant deal and, you know, he's made that decision to move on. Corey Hill, back. How crucial is his presence? I, I just think his experience in terms of what he provided for us in the past. He's an outstanding line-out caller. Like I said, he does give us that mobility that we're talking about and the athleticism, you know, particularly in that, in that type five. And, you know, I think he'll put some, some real pressure on the other second rows in that position. And you know, having someone like Will Rollins come into that as well as going to give us that, that experience. Um, so there's going to be some real competition in that second row. Time is of the essence, obviously. You've got far less time than we, what you've had in previous campaigns. But you've said also that you're confident that when you've had the squad together for months at a time, that they have improved going into World Cups previous. Are you confident that that can be replicated? Oh, ab- abso- absolutely. I thought you know, we were disappointed with the Six Nations, but I thought we... Definitely improved as the campaign went on. We, you know, we scored four tries in, in, in the, the last two games. 
from our, our point of view and our standards, you know, we, it wasn't good enough. But we, we feel like in terms of the teams in the Six Nations that we've got the biggest uplift and the biggest amount of growth and, and improvement that we can continue to make. And from past experience, being involved with Wales, we've always prided ourselves on how hard we have worked, how fit we have been during World Cups. And, um, you know, I don't think this campaign is going to be any different. And for us as a coaching team, for me as a coach, you know, you're really excited about World Cups and, and preparation because it kind of feels like a club side in terms of that, that time that you do get to have with the players, with them building up and leading to the warm-up games and then obviously for selection for the World Cup and then for the players that do miss out, you know, they're going to have had some time in the squad and we will pick up injuries as we go along but it also gives them a, a good preparation and lead into the domestic season as well. So Henry Thomas, can you just explain how that happened? He's obviously kept playing England a lot more than three years ago, so yeah. what's the Welsh family connection? Uh, through his father. Jonathan Humphreys sort of reached out and made a had a conversation with him about him being you know, potentially available. He's, he was a number of years ago at Sale and um, they saw him as the big thing and he did a lot of time at Bath and just moved on to Montpellier and we realised that, that he was available to us and you know, we think it was going to give us some competition there in the front row and been around his experience, he's 31, so um, you know, hopefully he'll come in and, uh, and make an impression. You know, when he's actually available to us in terms of when he finishes for Montpellier, that's something that we'll be keeping an eye on. And, um, uh, and yeah, so we've had a chat to him, and you know, he's pretty excited about it. Welsh players at the moment obviously aren't experiencing, experiencing that sort of late season player coming in. Is delayed? Is involved in top action? That's quite nice for you, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And yeah, particularly with his um, experience last year and winning that top 14, uh, I've seen comments from him about. You know how much he enjoyed that, and obviously getting silverware, which was big, and, and having that confidence. And you know, I think that experience in, in France, in particular, got to be pretty tough to play up front in terms of how big some of their forward packs are. And we, you know, we saw over the weekend, and in terms of La Rochelle and and Europe, you know, um, so you've got to bring a physical element. You've got to be strong at your set piece, and and one of the things, you know, he's got some good ball carrying ability, and then pretty mobile in terms of getting around the park. So that's it for this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Plenty more to look forward to next week and throughout the summer in your weekly fix of Welsh Rugby News. But until then, goodbye.